This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Factor and by Honey. Now, I hope you understand that we can only work with the news that is provided to us by whoever is currently running the simulation. I mean, we're not exactly thrilled to keep talking about a handful of people in particular, but we're currently at a point in time where the most wealthy, influential, and powerful men in the country are simultaneously and very publicly losing their minds. And the only shining light that we've seen during all of this most recent chaos is that there does seem to be some consequences for the actions of previously untouchable figures. I mean, those consequences have happened far too late in the game to offer any kind of course adjustment, but at the very least, they actually can't keep getting away with it. Apparently, if you fuck around enough times, no matter who you are, you will inevitably find out. To varying degrees. To, yeah, your mileage may vary. Mm -hmm. So let's start with Kanye West. Sorry, legally, yay. Or if he had had his choice, potentially Hitler at some point. Yeah. Kanye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yay, Hitler West, who has had arguably the worst financial month in personal business history. I will never recover financially. Thanks to his outrageous and unwavering hate speech about the Jews. Mm -hmm. uh, he, we, we don't really want or need to recap the entire saga for you, mainly because you've probably, almost certainly seen any number of our recent episodes or just it's out there. You know. You know where to find it. But to sum it all up, Kanye started pulling offensive stunts, then made numerous appearances on various media outlets and podcasts where he made hateful comments about Jewish people, regurgitated alt-right propaganda, initiated the purchase of an extremist social media platform, and inspired real-life Nazis to take to the streets to support his viewpoints. He also said a lot of anti-black shit in the midst of that. That's yeah. Getting, that's getting less play. Um, but, yeah, uh, that, that's kind of how it all started, honestly. Yeah, it's been a wild, uh, very condensed ride. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, needless to say... Brands, sponsors, collaborators, friends, business partners, and various platforms all voice their opinions on Kanye's hate-filled rhetoric by limiting his accounts, dissolving business deals, and distancing themselves from the rapper personally. The most notable deal that has fallen through, at least financially, is the Adidas Yeezy deal, worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, apparently over a billion, but yes, it is... A very lucrative deal that this was. Yeah, it's uh, lucrative for both parties. Mm -hmm. It's a deal that even Adidas took quite some time to come to a decision on. The Yeezy deal, combined with countless others over the past few days, has resulted in what Kanye himself describes as a financial hit of around $2 billion. Uh, here's Rolling Stone with more. Kanye West returned to Instagram Thursday after an eventful and career-ruining three weeks to proclaim that he lost $2 billion in one day. After scrubbing his Instagram page of almost all the posts that preceded his restriction from the platform earlier this month, only a photo of his mother, Donda, uploaded three weeks ago remains. West shared two new posts. He then posted a note to Ari Emanuel, the Hollywood talent agency bigwig who previously called on companies doing business with West to end their relationship with the rapper. Quote, those who continue to do business with West are giving his misguided hate an audience. There should be no tolerance anywhere for West's anti-Semitism, Emmanuel wrote in a Financial Times op-ed. After Forbes reported West's descent from the billionaire status, he seemingly wrote in response Thursday, I lost $2 billion in one day and I'm still alive. This is love speech. I still love you. God still loves you. The money is not who I am. The people is who I am. He captioned the post, love speech. 
So, I mean, is this the biggest example of self-sabotage that we've ever seen? I mean, at least financially? I mean, It's a very big rake. It's, yes. The biggest rake anyone has ever stepped on. Bam! It took like a full two weeks for the momentum to finally reach the top. I mean, I know that probably there are companies that have done wor worst financial harm to themselves. Maybe. Net. But as far as, well, yeah. But as far as like one singular entity losing that much money that quickly. Well, it's, and, and yeah, n no one has ever uh, taken it this far. We've seen many, many, many examples over the years of famous people uh, stepping in some shit. Yeah, throwing their financial lives and away they, over... But, they, but they, do it, they do one thing, and yeah. then they're like, oh, fuck, this is... This is consequences are fast approaching. Yeah. I need to, need to get, get my shit right. Uh, this is, I think, the first ever example of someone with this level of fame, just being like, oh, you uh, you have a problem with what I've said and done? Well, I will continue saying and doing it for, I don't know, two and a half weeks. Anyway, according to all the remaining Kanye defenders, uh, and there are many of them, uh, the Kanye defenders online, this was all part of some big genius, big brain plan, 5D chess, in which the goal was always for Kanye to find a way out of those contracts so he could finally be free of the shackles and able to create and produce whatever he wants all on his own. Mm -hmm. Checkmate. So the believability of this theory, <laughs> um, it's just not very believable. It was quickly refuted when it, it appeared as though Kanye, desperate for a new partner and distributor, uh, whew, infiltrated Skechers HQ. Skechers has been breached. This is like when you you don't manage to close on the, the hot girl you've been talking to at the bar all night. You go home, horny as hell. You go deep into your contacts and you're like, no, she she's definitely gonna say yes. This girl's ugly as sin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Skechers is so far down on the list. Yeah, like, huh. We, what? Skechers is like, we realized that we are, are in no way competitive as far as style goes. So we pivoted into being a, com a company that assures you these shoes, despite their looks, are very comfortable. Also a company that, um, understandably, pretty risk averse. They lost a fuckload of money about 10 years ago mm. selling shoes that were uh, supposed to supposed to like give you a butt or something like that, mm. but it was actually just injuring people because the bottoms of the shoes were curved. Mm -hmm. So they, they didn't, they made like health claims that were inaccurate and they were like injuring the owners of the shoes. It was bad. I think they were called shape ups. Anyway, mm. after that experience, I don't think Skechers is the company that wants to take on uh, the most volatile brand partner uh, in history. Yeah. Just, uh, it doesn't seem like a good match. So anyway, Kanye showed up unannounced at Skechers HQ and demanded to speak with the manager, who's Mr. Skecher, of course. Yeah. Ironically, two Jewish men run Skechers. Yes. So, uh-oh. Uh, but that was before ultimately being escorted off the property Apparently by some executives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was, <laughs> okay, Grandma, let's get you home. The meme, but in yeah. real life with Kanye. <laughs> well, so here's CNBC. Ye, formerly known as Kanye West. Side note, if he wants to be called Ye, stop having your Instagram handle be Kanye West. Stop having your uh, tick, uh, Twitter handle be Kanye West. Stop being, stop releasing albums as Kanye West. Like, it's uh, it's a bit weird. We're trying, okay? That's all we can do is try to get Kanye's pronouns correct. Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, was escorted out of the Los Angeles office of shoemaker Skechers, the company said Wednesday afternoon, as the fallen rapper and fashion mogul continues to face fallout from his recent anti-Semitic remarks. 
Ye showed up unannounced and was escorted out of the building by two executives, the company said. Skechers is not considering and has no intention of working with West. We condemn his recent divisive remarks and do not tolerate anti-Semitism or any other form of hate speech. The company would like to again stress that West showed up unannounced and uninvited to Skechers' corporate offices. They are over-explaining things. We did not <laughs> invite this man. Especially because, like, you know how much paparazzi attention is on oh, Kanye. Oh, no. And if it... it any regard, it looked as though Skechers was willingly taking a meeting with Kanye amidst yeah, all of this. They have to very effusively uh, <laughs> look. He showed up. We didn't know what to do. Skechers has put out 10 responses to Kanye West's appearance at their office. Uh, uh, step one, we wanted to de-escalate. We yes. did not want to escalate, so we had... We didn't even call security. We, we had, had the executives. We had two of our non-Jewish executives mm. escort Mr. West back down to street level. Yes. They talked him down. Yeah. Uh, so there were also some obvious, uh, there was a bit of confusion regarding the rapper's recently <laughs> recently established school for children. The, the Kanye Do West School for Children Who Want to uh, rap, good. rap Good. There was some confusion at the Donda Academy it, this week. I know. Uh, on Thursday of this week, parents were notified that the school was closing its doors for the remainder of not just the year, the school year. Sorry, guys. Uh, See you next fall. I, I'm sure you'll have no problem enrolling at a similarly exclusive school in the month of, what is it? October? Well, better yeah. get started. Yeah, schools, uh, private schools, famously, they, they love opening their doors to Johnny-come-latelys <laughs> who show up in month two of the school year. But anyways, yes, confusion. Obviously, amongst the parents who assumed that this was an airtight deal. You're telling, the me the guy, you're telling me the guy who routinely uh, releases albums, pulls them, re-releases them, pulls them, changes songs, changes the mix, mm -hmm. uh, releases unreleased songs, unreleases released songs. You're telling me that guy uh, changed his mind all of a sudden about the school that he owns? Well, it might not have been him that changed his mind, but some minds <laughs> were changed, and I'm sure that it started with uh, the recent antics. But in an email to parents, the school's principal noted that, quote, at the discretion of the founder, Donda Academy will close for the remainder of the 2022-2023 school year effective immediately. Our leadership team will be working diligently to assist all families during this transition, ensuring that every scholar has what they need to succeed in their next community in a prompt and gracious manner. I like how they refer to him as the founder. That's like, it's like how they talk about L. Ron Hubbard. That's, yes, that's <laughs> what I was just going to point the out. The founder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, L. Ron. Yeah, mm -hmm. so this indicates that Donda Academy would return in September of next year. Still ambitious, so, regardless of how ridiculous that sounds. Uproot your life and then come on right back down. We'll figure this out by mm -hmm. next year. But wait, hold on. Because in a strange turn of events, the school has been... Uncancelled. After just a couple confusing hours, yeah. parents, Donda Academy would like to inform you that a second announcement has hit your inbox. <laughs> Dear parents and staff, join us tomorrow morning in worship for the return of Donda Academy. He is risen. They didn't say that. But with the help of our parents and community, we are back and returning with a vengeance. Mm. The children of Donda are going to change the world. Apologies for the late email. See you bright and early. <laughs> So, who are we supposed to believe? The well-thought-out and articulated yet unfortunate letter regarding the school's closure with the, details or, on how to ensure a smooth transition for the displaced students? Or the second, slightly more, how shall I say, manic-sounding email. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or maybe we should believe the, the single paragraph that seems like it was written by a youth pastor who just snorted America's missing supply of Adderall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the one. 
Uh, it's also a little suspicious that the second email refers to the return, despite the school theoretically only being closed for a few hours during the time between the emails. Also, with a vengeance? Yes. That's not the terminology I would use, given the current situation facing your school. Yeah. Uh, our guess, the, this was decided behind the scenes. Kanye found out, took control, or demanded a new email be sent out, and either wrote it himself or dictated it. Education levels have been raised to DEFCON 3. <laughs> I mean, that's just a guess, but it, it really does seem in line with what we've seen so far these past few weeks. Kanye losing something and then desperately trying to keep it, but then claiming he never wanted it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. It's billionaire mindset. Quantum thinking. You mm -hmm. can both want something and not want it at the same time. Uh, but yeah, speaking of these past few weeks, though, apparently what we're seeing now publicly has been brewing in Kanye for years privately. And not in a subtle way. No, apparently not. <laughs> uh, also that an outrageous and over-the-top joke on Twitter was actually shockingly close to reality. Yeah, so just a few short weeks ago, simpler times, someone jokingly posted, Ye announces new album, Yitler. Well, apparently Kanye has privately shown fascination and in some cases admiration for Adolf Hitler in recent years and at one point thought about naming an album Hitler. Just Hitler. Yeah. Uh, here's some statements from a new report. Several people who were once close to the artist, formerly known as Kanye West, told CNN that he has long been fascinated by Adolf Hitler and once wanted to name an album after the Nazi leader. A business executive who worked for West, who now goes by Ye, told CNN that the artist created a hostile work environment in part through his obsession with Hitler. He would praise Hitler by saying how incredible it was that he was able to accumulate so much power and would talk about all the great things he and the Nazi party achieved for the German people. The individual told CNN. Oh. The executive told CNN that West spoke openly about reading Mein Kampf. Okay, hold on. Kanye West does not read. He has never read a book. Hmm. So, uh, I don't know about this part. But yeah, Mein Kampf, Hitler's 1925 autobiographical manifesto, and expressed his admiration for the Nazis and Hitler for their use of propaganda. This individual stated that people in West's inner circle were fully aware of his interest in Hitler. Four sources told CNN that West had originally suggested the title Hitler for his 2018 album that eventually was released as Ye. They did not want to be named, citing concern for professional retribution. So that seems bad. Anyways, speaking of uh, good news for people who love bad news, though, Elon Musk now, officially, for real, I swear, no takes backsies, for real, owns Twitter.com. Yeah. The purchase has gone into effect Thursday evening, and uh, let's just check uh, check in and see how things are going over at Twitter HQ. If I'm a Twitter employee, what should I be worried about at this point? My job. The company's top executives have reportedly been fired by Mr. Musk. Wow, everything's great. Well, the first official news out of Elon Musk's new social media company is that, uh, a company he invented, by the way. Yes. He invented uh, social media, guys. Exactly. Uh, is that he immediately fired all of the top executives of the company and uh, had them escorted off the premises. Did he replace them? Maybe. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah. He's going he's gonna to be the replacement until he gets bored. Well, it's like, I mean, Tesla, he fired Tesla's PR team, and they haven't had a PR team for like three or four years now. I guess you don't need it. Yeah. He's like, the only PR we need is my Twitter account. Yeah. Which has certainly... Done things. Done 
things. Yeah. With more information on the finalization of the deal, along with the transition of power and immediate axing of numerous jobs, here's the New York Times. After months of waffling, lawsuits, verbal mudslinging, and the near miss of a full-blown trial, Elon Musk now owns Twitter. On Thursday night, Mr. Musk closed his $44 billion deal to buy the social media service, said three people with knowledge of the situation. Can you imagine how the people working at SpaceX, the people working at Tesla, I would just like to be a fly on the wall in the break room at either of those companies. Like you that. just got to put your head down and be like, look, the end goal is something <laughs> that I've wanted since I was a child. Yeah, I just always wanted my own social media network. No, not Elon. <laughs> the people that work at, te at SpaceX. And they're just like, you'd have to imagine, like, people can separate what I do from... No, I, like, I'm not even talking about, like, on a personal basis. I'm just talking about, like, I can't... We need the boss to approve this thing, and he's currently running a social media network that he randomly decided to purchase six months ago. Yeah, so I don't know. He's incommunicado. Yeah, it's uh, like it was it had to have already been frustrating for those two companies being run by the same guy. Now there's a third major company being run by the same guy like the executives. They got to love it. Just never knowing whether they can even it does, reach the person who needs to OK everything. It does say a lot about those remaining at Tesla and the heart and SpaceX and the hard work that they do in spite of their leaders. Yeah. God bless them. Uh huh. Anyway, that report continues. It adds. The Twitter executives who were fired on Thursday include Parag Agrawal, the chief executive, Ned Siegel, the chief financial officer, Vijaya Gad, the top legal and policy executive, and Sean Edgett, the general counsel, said two people with knowledge of the matter. Wow, they fired the safety people and the lawyers? Yeah, that's an interesting, uh, I mean, like Parag, obviously, he knew he was out. Oh, golden but parachute like, for yeah, sure. Uh, he'll well, be all fine. of these executives are... They'll all be fine, yeah. but like Parag, he was 100% this is the best thing that's ever happened to him. Yeah, he's finally free from this. Uh, yeah, the clutches of this. You're forced company. to leave a, a company not through outright incompetence, but because you got replaced by Elon Musk. But like, like yeah, the the legal department. That's don't worry. The Tesla legal department is now taking on the burden. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, at least one of the executives who was fired was escorted out of Twitter's office. They said. And uh, as for the rest of the employees and the future of the company, honestly, we have no idea. Interesting times. We've yeah. We would imagine that the executive firings are just the beginning of a major house cleaning. As has a reorg, as we say in the biz. Mm -hmm. And regarding the claims of a more free speech friendly platform, uh, Elon made clear through an official post directed at advertisers that it won't be the Wild West on his website. Mm, or so he claims. He doesn't really explain how, how or... What not? And he makes a uh, just one of the most dishonest false equivalencies I've seen. Um, yeah, I didn't even include it because it's so outrageous. I, I, I got to the point of the uh, thing. But yeah, he's just like, it's, it, a, it's essentially the good people on both sides. He's just like, you know, uh, I bought this company because right now social media is just dividing up into, uh, you know, it's dividing up into the, the far right social media networks and the far left social media networks. I'm like, motherfucker, there's like six individual far-right social networks that have sprung up in the last two years. Name one. Name one dedicated left-wing social media network. Well, also, what? just just do it. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, not the full quote. You can go read it yourself, uh, just yeah, uh, as it pertains to the direct thing we're talking wild. about. Like, yeah. this, this man is now in charge. 
Twitter obviously cannot become a free-for-all hellscape where anything can be said with no consequences. In addition to adhering to the laws of the land, our platform must be warm and welcoming to all, where you can choose your desired experience according to your preferences, just as you can choose, for example, to see movies or play video games ranging from all ages to mature. What? I mean, he, I think he alluded to this. Um, it's like an idea that I don't know is even possible, but he wants you to be able to choose your own algorithm. Yes. Uh, um, yes. Which, I mean... It's but you're a, still going to get fed things that you aren't exactly looking for. I mean, it's just the, the nature of the algorithm yeah. working. So I think it'll be... I don't know. Like, you can, you can like... There's a slider for, like, how much hate speech you're, you're willing to see on Twitter. Hey, look... In theory, I guess, maybe, but also it kind of hurts the general idea of the website. Yeah. And it's essentially putting people into even more of a bubble. All it's going to take is like, uh, and this is going to happen immediately, is just a cell phone screenshot, Coca-Cola ad, and then just some straight up just virulent hate speech, hate yeah. speech like above and below it on someone's timeline. Yeah. Uh-oh. Wow. Well, just like with Truth and Parlor, it's like once people got onto those social platforms, they they left because the whole fun of social media is arguing with people. Yeah, and so well, if, that's all the right wingers want is they want to be able to argue and. Uh, but if you if you enact like these algorithms where people are just seeing whatever they want to see, they're gonna leave because they're gonna be like, well, now I'm just having a good time. Right. Uh huh. Anyways, like we said, it is far too early to tell what kind of lasting effects this takeover will have on the website and therefore society as a whole, because that's. What Elon says he bought it for is for humanity. Uh, or whether or not Elon will just get bored of this new toy and focus his attention elsewhere, leaving the platform to wither and die an unmoderated, underfunded money pit of despair. Because it's private now, and it can go away very easily. So, you know, if you liked Twitter circa 2016, 2017, I mean, that's what you're going to get. There was a point that was like the perfect... Uh... The perfect middle ground where there was lots of hate speech, but people were like posting goatsy in response, and it was just how it was. It wasn't wasn't great, but before it was the interesting. It was you got a lot of funny moments. Like people were trolling. Like ISIS was literally on Twitter, and people yeah. were trolling ISIS. So maybe uh, maybe we can go back to that sweet spot. I, I think between the synagogue shootings, school shootings and the insurrection, it will be very hard to find that balance once again. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. Oh, well. But while we're talking about Elon Musk and his companies, we should probably let any parents watching this know that the $2,000 child-sized Tesla Cyber ATV has been recalled due to safety concerns from the Consumer Product Safety Commission. <laughs> when it rains, it pours, folks. <sighs> You can't, oh, catch a, no. you can't catch a break. Oh, no. Yeah, this is hilariously hilariously bleak. Tesla can't even make a car for children. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, look, it's great that the governing body uh, that in, in this country in charge of stopping children from dying premature deaths from consumer products discovered this issue and issued a recall before someone was injured. But, uh, damn, yeah, can't even make a kid's toy without almost killing someone. Sad. To be fair, they partnered with Radio Flyer, a company that somehow still exists, for the production of this thing. It, it is just funny because, of course, this would happen. Yeah, it's like uh, you slap the Tesla name on something, and it's and something dumb is going to happen. Hello, hello, Radio Flyer here. 
Elon who? Well, we mostly make wheelbarrows. Wheelbarrow business isn't as exciting as it used to be. Not moving as many wheelbarrows as we were back in the 1960s. But, you know, uh, we, we do all right. We sell a couple wheelbarrows every Christmas. It's you, been very hard since those children were received tetanus from our wagon. You want us to build what now? <laughs> a cyber what? Well, we'll give it our best. I used to have a radio flyer wagon. Everyone did. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, here's Engadget with a bit more on this. The agency determined that, among other issues, the mechanical suspension and maximum tire pressure weren't adequate. Moreover, it said the Cyber Quad for Kids lacked an approved ATV action plan, which lays out safety requirements and is needed to build, import, sell, or distribute ATVs in the U.S. What? Seems like an important item on the checklist before you just start selling uh, cars for kids. <laughs> you, can you can donate that car today. No, you can't. <laughs> Not even Cars for Kids can take this one. I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, look, I had access to a, a very tiny ATV as a kid. They're certainly dangerous. I certainly probably have some kids who went to school with me that have burns on their bodies permanently from... Uh, They're very easy to flip over. Yes. Or at least easier than you think they are. Well, when the goal is to get it up on two wheels and ride it like that for as long as possible. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I, I remember, uh, I think my dad just being like, yeah, they don't make these anymore. They're too dangerous. Uh, so there you go. But uh, I thought I thought that like Elon Musk's thing was just going to be a power wheels, not the, like yeah, something that know. requires suspension and, and, and air in the tires. Yeah. So. All right. Anyways, before we get to the rest of the news, let's take a quick minute to thank today's sponsor, starting with Factor. Now, fall is officially here, and with a new season comes a new routine. But if you're like us, you get sick of the same old, same old day after day. Luckily, Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery makes it easy to switch things up with 30-plus meal choices per week, 36-plus weekly add-ons, and an option to add protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week. Whether I'm out and about or home all day, Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals make it easy to fuel up fast with meals delivered ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. Savor the harvest season with Factor's Pumpkin Feast for two, featuring fall's most craved flavor, pumpkin. This ready-to-eat bundle helps you make the most of autumn with a full spread that feeds two. Date night, anyone? Factor's rotating menu has tons of fall options every week, too. Add seasonal favorites like three-bean vegan chili and the apple mustard pork chop and Tuscan tomato chicken into your rotation to spice things up. Factor now offers 30-plus meals per week and 36-plus add-on options like smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep me going no matter what's on the schedule. Factor is cheaper than takeout, seriously. And thanks to their commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can actually feel good about what you're eating every day. Factor has endless options, however you like to eat. Choose from keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus to get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved recipes that you'll look forward to every time. Not only do Factor meals save me time, but they also keep me satisfied. Their chef-crafted recipes are packed with restaurant-quality flavor. It's so good, I can't believe it's dietitian-approved, even though it definitely is. Mm -hmm. Head to go.factor75.com newsdump60 and use code newsdump60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code newsdump60 at go.factor75.com newsdump60 to get 60% off your first box. This episode is also sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or your computer. We all shop online. We've all seen that promo code field taunting us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one that it finds to your cart. 
Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. You'll wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site, and if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. There is no better time than right now. Get your Christmas shopping done early and yeah. find a code to get you a discount on that thing for your family. They don't have to know that you got a deal on it, but it's just for you. Also, practical stuff. I got a, a deal with Honey the other day on my phone, uh, advanced booking parking, because I, obviously, very old, like to do things in advance. No surprises. Yeah. So I got 10% off of a, a parking space on one of the apps. Always have a plan. Mm -hmm. Honey doesn't just work on desktop. It works on your iPhone, too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. We'd never recommend something we don't use. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash newsdump. That is joinhoney.com slash newsdump. All right, back into the news now. And as you're probably all aware, it is Halloween time. Ooh. That means spooky. It is trick-or-treating time. It's time for fentanyl, free oh. fentanyl. <laughs> uh, bobbing for apples. Oh. Scary movies. Ah. And people making spooky-themed memes all over social media. Oh. But apparently, uh, it is no laughing matter when your company's brand is directly attached to an endless and uncontrollable amount of incredibly creative memes about theoretical Halloween costumes. Spirit Halloween, who refused to cast Nick Lutzko in their movie. He is a persecuted man. Nick Lutzko, who is performing live in Los Angeles yeah. on Halloween. On Monday night, baby. We'll be there. We will be there. Follow him on Twitter. You'll find tickets. Uh, Nick Lutzko, Spirit Halloween said, no thanks. We don't know the actual conversations, but they have had to address another big issue. They've been forced to issue a statement regarding the Halloween costume memes that have been inescapable on social media over the past week. Now, mainly the, they see the trend as harmless fun and even got in on the act at one point themselves in a kind of meta play, not the brand meta. But they did directly address the fact that they do not, do not sell any gay guy costumes in their stores. We want to be clear on that. Specifically on that, on that one. A gay guy costume in a costume store? No way. That'll be the day. The day that homosexuals go shopping down at the costume store is the day I quit Halloween. I won't let those homos take Halloween away from me. So yeah, uh, yeah they tweeted, This is not an officially licensed costume from our company. Photoshopping our packages seems to be trending at the moment. We, we have notified our attorneys. <laughs> uh, no, they kind of say that we will be passing this to our review team. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. And what? I'm not entirely sure why they decided to take an official stance on just particularly that meme. Yeah, that's a bit, uh, raises more questions. <laughs> but hey, shoppers can now feel safe browsing the aisles of their local spirit Halloween without the constant fear of becoming or being forced to portray a gay guy. The fact that, so they've, uh, what they've opened themselves up to here is uh, any costume that someone posts that Spirit Halloween does not come out and officially mm -hmm. uh, denounce is an official Spirit Halloween costume. Yeah, so uh, that's I think what that... they've created here. Before, plausible deniability. Hey, everyone's having fun. Well, they haven't now, denied this. Now they've taken an official stance where the ones that aren't real, they have to address. Yeah. And so if they don't address it, that means it's real. And yes, the meme has already been beaten into the dirt and it's not funny anymore. But during its height, I think the funniest one that I can only assume is official, an officially licensed product, is uh, the conservative man scared of cities. Yeah. Can't find a place to park my F-150. <laughs> <laughs> that one's pretty good. And yeah. it's accurate. It so is. I think maybe they should carry it. 
They should. It would also be a good disguise for any uh, uh, just disgusting liberal who wants to fit in yeah. outside of the city. Like me. If, I, if I'm going to Florida, I just put on the Halloween costume and everyone invites me over to pull a dip. Yeah. It's even got a little bulge for like concealed, dip, yeah. concealed carry. But it's not actually carry, a gun. Yeah. It's just a, a gun-shaped like yeah. uh, bulge in the pants. And it's just a regular cardboard box rolled into your sleeve instead yeah. of a b- hard not box actually, Marlboro Red. Not actually cigarettes. We're, yeah. not, we're not promoting smoking down here at Spirit Halloween. We're promoting fun. Yeah. And instead of, you get a car, instead of rolling coal, it just shoots confetti out of it. Yeah. It's fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this show is basically just turned into episodes where we update you on stories that we've been covering. There's just different sagas. Yeah. Uh, and there's no reason to stop now because we've got an update for you regarding one of the prominent sports scandals of the past few weeks. One of them. Yes. One of many. The duo who got caught cheating at fishing tournaments by stuffing their catch with weights and prepackaged frozen fish fillets for some reason. Mm-hmm. Not only were they justifiably kicked out of the tournament for what they did, but it also put their previous wins and the prize money attached to those wins into question. This wasn't just some simple act of cheating. This was a diabolically criminal act that stole tens of thousands of dollars out of the pockets of hard-working, red-blooded, legitimate American fishermen and fisherwomen, mm-hmm. but mostly fishermen. So actual criminal charges were soon filed against the duo, and we uh, just got a little update about how things going on that front. Here's NPR. Fisherman Jacob Runyon and Chase Kaminsky, uh, they've been accused of packing weights into fish in an attempt to win nearly $30,000 at an Ohio tournament. They pleaded not guilty Wednesday. Oh, shit. So they're going to get the full brunt of the criminal justice system if you are literally on video (laughs) they cut open the fish on video take the plea deal what the fuck is your defense take the plea deal who are the who the fuck did these guys hire as lawyers idiots oh my god runyon and kaminsky were recently indicted after an inspection of the fish they submitted at the lake erie walleye trail tournament in cleveland found their fish had been stuffed with lead weights and fish fillets a discovery that set off an uproar that was caught on a widely watched video before that inspection, the pair had been poised to win the competition and Team of the Year honors with total prize of $28,760. The fishing team are now co-defendants. Appearing in Cuyahoga County Common Pleas Court on Wednesday morning, Runyon and Kaminsky were arraigned on several felony charges, including cheating, attempted grand theft, and possessing criminal tools. The charges are fifth-degree felonies, meaning they could each bring a punishment of up to 12 months in prison and $2,500 in fines. The duo also face a misdemeanor count of unlawful ownership of wild animals, a charge related to the raw fish fillets they allegedly had on their boat. If they're convicted of that crime, their fishing licenses could be revoked indefinitely. I love that the fine for cheating at a fishing tournament is the same as the fine for doing, like... Voter disenfranchisement? Yeah, just widespread racist voter disenfranchisement. Yes. Um... Very cool. Yeah, it is wild that uh, Jacob Wall and Jack Berkman are facing the same consequences as these two guys who put weights in the fish they caught in a competition. I mean, these guys are kind of the Jacob Wall and Jack Berkman of the fishing world. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. Um, But yeah, the the trial's going to be just like, okay, opening statements, and then the prosecution is just like, boop. Yeah. Projector, is that you? Yes. Are those the fish that you caught? Well, yes. What's that in there? Um, I believe they're weights. What else is that in there? Those look like fish fillets. I rest my case. Anyway, they could claim that it was a setup from the other fishermen, the jealous fishermen. Yeah, a vast conspiracy. It could be the, a conspiracy, just like Magnus. Could be. We're going to sue fishing.com. Um, but yeah, fines, 
prison terms. Small potatoes for fishermen. Small potatoes. Losing your fishing license? Yeah. That's bad. Yeah, what are you going to do? That's a, that is a serious punishment. Uh, a yeah. fine and a short prison sentence, whatever, doable. If you, if you can sit out on a boat for 12 hours waiting for a bite, prison is not going to be that much harder. Mm -hmm. A guy can handle that. But not being allowed to fish ever again for the rest of your life, basically a death sentence. Teach a man to fish, he'll fish for a lifetime. Take away his right to fish, he will starve to death and yeah. die. And probably commit even worse crimes. That's right. You've created a serial killer. He will killer. turn to crime to keep himself fed. The Fisherman, coming soon to a theater near you. By, by, you know, give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Teach a man to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. Take away a man's fishing license for life, he'll turn, he'll, uh, he'll, uh, he'll steal a fish. That, that's how you teach a man to steal a fish. That's, that's as the old saying goes. Either way, they're going to hell. R.I.P. Bozos. Yeah. But speaking of despicable lies told to the public, a major food brand is now coming under fire for culinary appropriation. Pasta maker Barilla. Barilla. Oh, I know. Barilla, a fine Italian company, you know. Hey, you see, I always make sure to buy my sauce from Italy, where the sauce is, uh, you know, it's got that authentic Italian flavor. I'm not buying this shit from some other shithole country. I'm buying it from the, the source, baby. When I want quality pasta, I go to the supermarket and I find the driest, the driest cardboard box. And I say, that's how we do it back in the old country. So we do it. My own. Pasta maker Barilla is now being sued over what consumers feel are false claims that their product is made back in the old country. What do you mean? It's Barilla. It's, it's from the boot. <laughs> Two people have filed a class action lawsuit against the pasta making company Barilla, which they say is deliberately <laughs> deceiving shoppers <laughs> by using the slogan, Italy's number one brand of pasta on its packaging. Hey, what's wrong with that? What do they mean? Where's the deception? It's got the flag right there on the label. What do you mean? I can't. It's Italian sauce. It says it right there, Barilla. They're talking about the pasta, not the sauce. I'm sure the sauce is authentic. Well, it says right there on the, the, the package for the pasta, it's got the flag, the yeah. Italian flag. It's from the old country. Hey. Uh, did you know that Boyardi's name is pronounced Boyardi? No. Anyways, despite the green, white, and red stylized Italian flags displayed on the blue boxes of angel hair, fusilli, and bow tie pastas, a complaint filed in Northern California notes that the majority of the company's products sold in the U.S. are produced in Iowa and New York and are not made with ingredients sourced from Italy. New York City? Oh, jeez! Yeah, I mean, pasta from New York, that sounds legit, but that's because you're thinking of New York City, you stupid elitist. This is made in... It's got that water, that filthy fucking water from no, the Hudson. It makes everything made taste in, delicious. In the heartland. In the Midwest of New York. No! Upstate! The lake country? No! No! <laughs> with by real salt-of-the-earth Italians. Yeah. In Iowa. Yeah, so yeah, Brill is actually made more than halfway to Canada from New York City, closer to Buffalo, where all the real people live. But anyways, uh, the people who filed suit, they argue in their complaint that they were duped by the company's alleged false advertising and deceptive marketing practices, and that they would have not spent a combined total of $6 on... <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy who filed this lawsuit is exactly who you're picturing. It is Polly Walnuts from The Sopranos. So I go down, I buy this Barilla pasta, and I start reading the label. 
and lo and behold, what do I see? So my local grocery's closed. So I have to go down to the Vons. Look, I know I only paid $6, but it's about sending a message. It's about the principle. They can't say this is Italy's number one pasta when it's made in fucking Iowa. When I was a kid, $6 got you fresh it's made pasta. It's a disgrace. Pasta, straight from grandma's hands. Uh, yeah, so they spent $6 on these Barilla products uh, and say they said that they would have not done that if they had known the pastas they were taking home were made in the United States. Yeah. Instead, they would have opted for cheaper alternatives. Quote, consumers willingly pay more for Italian-sounding and or looking products. And Barilla leveraged the implied connection to Italy in an effort to increase profits and to obtain an unfair competitive advantage, the complaint states. Stop it. Stop appropriating Italian culture. We have had enough. Yeah. Seriously. I Look, as Ricardo Mamorello, you know, my true given name, I can say these things now. You can. You are Italo-American. It's true. It came but, over from uh, the boot on the boat. I'm more Italian than Barilla Pasta. Going through Ellis Island. Uh, we're just going to call you guys the For the Win family. Yes, exactly. Uh, but yeah, seriously, though, it would be awesome if Barilla, I think this is a great moment, they could take advantage of this. If Barilla partners with Universal and starts putting Chris Pratt's Mario on their packaging <laughs> for marketing the new movie. Or just Chris Pratt. Just a picture of Chris Pratt. Like, it's a pasta. Like the way Paul Newman is on all his products. Just, just Chris Pratt, just on the cover. You get it what you pay for. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, here's another thing that everyone saw coming. Uh, looks like Xbox might be raising its prices in the very near future. Uh-oh. Totally expected. And honestly, with inflation the way it is, it's surprising they haven't announced this sooner. It's a good excuse to raise your prices with absolutely zero question from the public. Yeah. Yeah. Or from the news media. Exactly. Actually, what? Most importantly, from the news media. It's so weird that this company turned a record profit despite claiming that they didn't have enough to maintain their workforce. Eh, alas. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, not that it's good news for the consumer at all. Uh, it's just that, you know, their content offerings and the cost necessary to build out and license products for their streaming service, it was definitely astronomical. Also, they've been just devouring uh, game, studios? game studios like... Like and had Kirby. a billion-dollar streaming service fail, so that's yeah. a. So yeah, the cheap thrills are are coming to an end. Here's Kotaku. We've already seen unprecedented moves like the PlayStation 5 increasing in price two years after release, and Microsoft is now warning customers that we can expect similar spikes across their platforms and services. We just don't know which ones yet. As reported by The Verge's Tom Warren, speaking at a Wall Street Journal conference earlier this week, Spencer said, I do think at some point we'll have to raise the prices on certain things, but going into this holiday, we thought it was important to maintain the prices. We've held price on our console, we've held price on games, and our subscription, he added. I don't think we'll be able to do that forever. I do think at some point we'll have to raise some prices on certain things. Um... And realistically, I mean, consoles have always been a loss leader. We can't imagine a huge price increase on these happening because, you know, people would just buy PCs at a certain point. Yeah, once you get past a certain threshold, there's no reason. Um, but yeah, Game Pass and Xbox's online offerings, yeah, I mean, I could maybe prepare for those monthly costs to jump like everything else. It is funny, though, if you look at uh, the history of games and gaming consoles, uh, adjusted for inflation... It's gone down, right? It's gone way down. Yeah. The fact that video games... Like, they just reached EA was the first ones to be like, hey, you want to play the sports game next year? $70. What the fuck are you going to do about it? But, like, that was long overdue. Games have been $60 for 20 years. Yeah. And, like, 
if you adjust that for inflation, yeah. like you're spending $150 on a game back in the 90s. Yeah. yeah it's, so uh, it's like, yeah, it, this is kind of long overdue. But that's the thing is, uh, it was kind of subsidized by the fact that, you know, get, get someone a console and they're going to buy more games. Well, now it's like you don't even have that to get them in on it. So you're going to have to raise prices. I, I use Xbox Game Pass constantly and have not booted my Xbox in like two years. Yeah. It's a great deal. It is, and well, they're going to have to eventually start charging more for it. I would not blame them for that in the, in the, in the slightest. Uh, I Frankly, I'm like... It sucks, but it makes... It, it does... I am stealing money. I'm, it's like we move, with MoviePass. It's like I'm stealing money from Microsoft. Enjoy they, are, while, they are not earning And we've said that, by the way, on this <laughs> show previously. Like, enjoy Xbox Game Pass yeah. while it's cheap because they are doing it to get you in and then they will raise prices. But anyways, uh, to round out this week's News Dump episode, some more entertainment stuff. Uh, one of my favorite movies of the year, uh, and a movie that you should literally know nothing about going into it, is now available to stream on HBO. Uh, HBO Plus? What is it called? Max. HBO Max. It's available to stream HBO there now. HBO Max Plus. I just call it HBO, and I turned it on. But uh, it's it's available there now if you already have that. I, I swear, go into it blind. You're going you're gonna to love it if you like horror movies. Uh, also, if you want to be extremely depressed, but also be horrified this uh, Halloween season... All Quiet on the Western Front well, is now out on Netflix. Wait, that's already streaming? On Netflix. Oh, I thought they were doing like a theatrical release. They first. did last week. Oh, that's it? Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, the next theatrical release they do is for Glass Onion. The uh, Ryan Johnson... The uh, Knives Out... A new, yes. a new Knives Out I mystery. I believe they're doing a full week for that one. Right. So, that's cool. Uh, so, yeah, that... Uh, from all the reviews I've read, this looks like it's going to be the uh, most gruesome, intense uh, war movie since Saving Private Ryan. So... World War One, just like World War II, with, but without the heroism. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> a lot a lot more um, long, torturous death Yes, through infection and otherwise. All these new things. Mustard uh, gas, trench foot. And if you want to live that, but in a modern sense, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is out. Uh, I've only played the campaign. Uh you know how where we stand on Call of Duty multiplayer and have over the years, although I thought Vanguard was a nice change of pace. Uh, the campaign for Modern Warfare 2, it, it's in, it's incredibly good. Uh, and it seems to be all based on real-life things. De-escalate. So. Yeah, that is... Success. Achievement unlocked. This year's press F to pay respects is aim the gun directly at people to de-escalate a situation. It is bystanders. Yeah. So, uh, yep, you have plenty to do this weekend. It's... Technically a holiday weekend. Halloween is a holiday after all. Yeah, and make sure to tell your boss and that you won't be coming in on Monday. And only enough fentanyl to get you through the night. Yeah. Uh, also, if you're going to go be at Nick Lutzko's show on Monday, we'll, on Halloween, we'll see you there. Uh, we do have another episode coming out this weekend. It'll be Weekly Weird News, and you'll see it soon. In the meantime, please watch our most recent videos over here. We have a brand new Tech News Day for you. We have another episode from earlier in this week. Subscribe to the channel, click the join button, or just leave a comment and a like. That would be... That would be great. See you soon. Bye. Bye.